This is Jace from the Comic Source coming to you live from LA Comic Con. I have a couple of legendary film actors here with me. They, Ooh. they may, they may uh, push back on that, but certainly part of a, a beloved film, certainly for a baseball fan like myself. Uh, so why don't you gentlemen introduce yourselves and tell us what character you played on The Sandlot. I'm Victor DiMattia. I played uh, Timmy Timmons. And I'm Grant Gelt, and I played Bertram Grover Weeks. So for those that aren't aware, and I'm sure you guys must just this must blow your minds, 30th anniversary of Sandlock is coming up next year. How time flies. It's pretty unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Does it seem like just yesterday you guys were on set, hanging out, making this movie? It's uh, to me. It seems like a lifetime ago. It seems like a million years ago. Um, but you know, also at the same time, when we get all together and we do these events and stuff, it all kind of just comes back, and it, it does. It really feels like I'm 11 years old again. You fall back into the old roles and giving each other. I don't think we ever got out of that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't with you. think we ever got into roles. That was always the thing. David, the writer director was very big on that he was looking for the right kids and the right combination of kids. There was this energy and this feeling and this vibe. Um, so for a while during casting, it was mix and match. Um, so yeah, we had character names, but they were more about the personalities between the characters and the interaction than just going like, okay, cool, we're looking for a kid who ticks these four boxes. You know? right. so, One of the things I find interesting about you know 30th anniversary, so the film came out in 93, but it wasn't 1993 in the movie. You guys were, you know, it was, what, the, the 50s, 60s? 62. 62. Oh, that's right, because of the uh, Roger Maris thing. So you're making a movie 30 years later, mm -hmm. and now we're 30 years later again. Do you still think that the kind of universal themes of the movie of kind of friendship and all that thing, do you think that is still an important message today? Well, yeah, it's not a baseball movie. It's like, it's a movie about friendship and about growing up and about making mistakes and working together, right? So it's ironic that the film is so steeped in nostalgia. It was, it resonated with adults in the time because it reminded them of being kids. But it had its impact on kids growing up. And now, like you said, 30 years later, it's our generation who are raising kids. And we miss the 90s. I mean, look at everybody who's here right. uh, this weekend. So it captured a bunch of very special times very well. And it happened at a very special time. I don't think you can make the movie today. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't it harder to relate? I mean, I'm sure you guys of the same generation as me, like when you were kids, you left... Whenever you left, he came back when it got dark. That's just not the way, you know, for good or bad. That, that it, you know, so, you know, maybe it's an important message to, to remember. But kids today, they might watch the movie and go, well, that's ancient history to us. Because it's just not, it's just not that way. Are there any um, experiences making the film that still stand out to you now? Like any, you don't have to necessarily spill the tea, but kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff that when you guys do get together like this, hey, you remember that time when? Um, well, you know, I mean, a lot of it, to be honest, is kind of a blur, but like, I just, what really sticks out to me is, is just us all hanging out and, you know, these guys, we're all, we're all like brothers and, uh, and we, we all became really tight during the filming and, um, the most fun to me was like as soon as we would wrap for the day and we would all leave and they put us up in these like condos in this like little neighborhood where we all live 
lived in the same area and we would all immediately get back together when we got back home and play video games and go to the pool and hang out and go to movies and it was like summer break instead yeah. of going to summer camp we went for eight hours and we made this movie we ran around and played baseball like whatever and then in, after it got dark we hung out with our friends until it was bedtime and then we had to get up and do it all over again basically the same thing now when we see each other we hang out <laughs> until it gets dark <laughs> you ever have big get togethers or you big with families and, and all that too uh, we haven't had like a bit, no, not really like a formal thing, but you know, like. For my 40th birthday, y'all came. Remember when I had that? Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But, no, we've, uh, we've told Mike that whenever he's ready to hang out, we'll do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be an incredible experience because I'm sure that your own families, your own kids, you've told them stories about this, they've probably seen the film. You know? I think, obviously, that's seeing them in a different light, because to them, you're just dad, right? Mm-hmm. When they see you up there, their own age or even younger <laughs> than they are, you know, it's probably... I mean, I certainly would feel... If, I, if my father was in something like that, it would kind of blow me away, too. Yeah, well, we don't have we don't have kids. My dog thinks I'm an idiot. Right. right? Yeah. My dog um, couldn't care less yeah. what I was in. He's just like, Dad, right. you suck. But uh, I got nieces and nephews, and it's the, especially the, the younger ones, it doesn't really register, because it's... You know, that's like a little kid in the movie, and I'm a grown-up, and so it's like, it's hard, like, I go, that's me, and they're going, I don't know, it doesn't look like you. Um, my older, ne- I got an older nephew that's a teenager now, and uh, and for him, it's cool, because his friends think it's cool, and he gets to brag about his uncle and, and stuff, so. Well, I mean, there's definitely a legacy feel, and even if you guys don't have children of your own, I'm sure you have fans that come up who are like, oh, I loved uh-huh. this movie when I was a kid, and now they've introduced it to their kids, Yeah, right? And that's one of the great things about the film, regardless of the time period it's set in, and like you were saying, not, not necessarily about baseball, it's about friendship and those enduring themes that everybody can kind of relate to. Yeah. I'm sure it's uh, gratifying to see that it's a generational film, right? It, it yeah. is. It's really amazing to see it get passed down like that. It's a blessing that, you know, 30 years later that it's still living on and it's getting passed down and, and it's it's really, really I think everything that you hope for as an actor to be part of something that's going to live on like that. And that's one of the reasons, too, you know, that starting the Play Forever project means so much to us now because the film has taken on a life of its own it's become a generational thing so now we have a platform that we wouldn't have had and now it's our opportunity to start using it to give back and start making an impact in a different way in different communities um, and use the film to create more opportunities uh, for kids who don't necessarily have them. So for us now to be able to start making an impact like that uh, allows us to relate to the film differently, too. If people want to learn more about the Play Forever uh, project, where where should they go to find out? Playforever.org is the site. Um, It's got all the information about there. We've got a donation form up there, of course, as an early nonprofit. 
donations mean the world. We've got a ton of plans for next year, um, and through the support of the community, we'll be able to start achieving those. We want to be able to start making an impact right away. So, with monthly grants, equipment funds, uh, working with people to be able to just be able to provide a little bit of infrastructure right out of the gate, while we start working and laying the groundwork for bigger programs like addressing food insecurity and scholarship inequity, educational programs, field restorations, all of those. We have an incredible roadmap planned, um, but we're ready to start and to do the work. Uh, it's taken us a year to get all the pieces in place. It is not a small feat putting together a legitimate yeah. 501c3. Um, see why a lot of people don't do it. Um, but doing it right and doing it right out of the gate was critical for us. So if it took us two years to do it, we'd right. be doing it. So now we're really ready to start being able to put all of that work into action. Well, and I think once you start to see the results, then the hard work you know, pays off, and then you have the gratification of making a difference. Uh, we mentioned you know, kind of legacy field generation. This is an important movie. It's allowing you to do things like Play Forever Project. At, at what point, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned it was kind of like summer camp, you know, making this movie. At what point did you start thinking about, like, the, the impact? Like, when did it sink in that it really was going to be a movie that was generational and did endure? Was there, was there a moment, or did it just happen gradually, and now here we are? Uh, I mean, for me, <clears throat> I think it was the 20th anniversary. Uh, and that was also really around the same time that you started seeing like the, all the t-shirts and the you know just all the merchandise people walking around you'd go to the mall and you'd see your face on somebody's shirt or something uh, but yeah I think it was the 20th anniversary and we all went back to the Sandlot field in, in Salt Lake City and just seeing the reaction from fans and we would go somewhere and they would tell us we're expecting 1,500 people and 15,000 people would show up <laughs> and um, and it seems like it's just grown more and more every year since then. Yeah, helping very quietly, you know, is I think a real product of the blockbuster generation, right? Friday Night Movies at home. Because um, I think the film did well when it was released in the right. theaters. But it was really those years between like it going to home video and that 20th until they started really merchandising it right uh, well have there been any uh, memorable fan interactions whether this weekend or, or before any that, that stand out any favorite fan interactions you guys have had over the years I always love being at baseball games or at a sporting event or just anywhere and hearing somebody scream you're killing me smalls over something <laughs> right? like, that's that's always that's always fun for me yeah we we did we had a, a woman come up earlier today that brought brought her daughters up that she had gotten into the film and and uh, she started she started crying and it was a really sweet moment uh, just she was so overwhelmed um, because the movie just meant so much to her and her and her family, um, and so seeing that kind of stuff is is really really touching. We hear it a lot, and it never gets old. But when people say you made our childhood, whether it's somebody we meet here, whether it's a professional athlete, because this made our childhood too, and that's the really cool thing about this is we all grew up together, right? right? Everybody who is of our age and our generation now, we all came up at the same time. This film was part of it. But to know that three months of our lives have made such an impact 
on people and that it's still making an impact. Kids at the table telling us about how they practice their fastball every day and can recite every line. It still moves us when when it happens. It's uh, very special. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you both seem like you're very aware and, and appreciative of it, which is great to see. So. Publicly. <laughs> Privately, Vic's terrible. Oh, like well, uh, thanks so much for the time, gentlemen. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend, and best of luck with, uh, with Play Forever. Uh, everybody listening, I'll put a link to the show notes to the website, so if you're having trouble finding it, just go click there, and it'll take you right to the site. So. Great. Thank, thank you, you so very much, much, man. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks a lot. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.